Trey. Larry Bird. Ooh. Patrick Ewing. Ooh. Name one more. Jose Canseco. No, that's a different sport, B. I don't know. Give me one. 33 is good. I didn't know that. Wow, that was good. Can nice. I be honest with you? I'm so happy you said that about Larry Bird because I'm actually looking to purchase a Larry Bird jersey. Ooh. An old throwback. I think. I, I was fascinated with Larry Bird just as much as I was Michael Jordan. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. One of my good friends goes... Scotty Pippen. <clears throat> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was 33. Scotty Pippen. You're cheating now, though. It's called Google, son. You can't do that. Son. You started <laughs> off so strong. I started bro. off strong, though. Strong. My friend was like, yo, that's my... I was talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's like, yo, that's my godfather. I was like, what's that like? Really? <laughs> Dude, like, yo, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is your godfather, bro? That's kind of weird. The guy from Airplane? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whoa, whoa. I only know that because it's on Comedy Central Wait, sometimes. Wait, wasn't he in the show Dave and he broke his leg? Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's just, yeah. It was like the second season, right? I think the that's second hilarious. season was like hilarious. very beautifully shot. Shout out to fucking... Yeah, Dave, that shows me. Oh, my God. Little Dicky. What a guy. What a guy. How you been? I'm all right, man. Chilling. You got a good show lined up. Great show lined up. Yeah, man. You guys don't understand. We finally found the identity to somebody that was very infamous on Twitter about talking smack about us fellow DJs. Not so much on the promoter side, but the DJs really took the hit. And, you know, he's been a... In hibernation for quite some years, and, and he's back and digging after all this time. I think I finally found the identity we might have found him. We of, might have found this, him. of this this gentleman. So yeah, great show, man. We have some great things talking about. A lot of music news. A lot of music news, which is great. I mean, that's what we do it all. So we've always talked about this guy on, on the show many, many times. As being well, not only that, but it's something that. We were about to talk about, I think, on our last couple yeah. podcasts, and we just right. wanted to put everything together. So Mass Appeal and Nas yep. have put out three movies, documentaries. Yeah, they, documentaries about, were they about a, just over an hour, I think? Yeah, just over an hour, yeah, so it's not know. too long of a watch. Yeah. Unbelievable ones. They put three out so far. They're supposed to put, I think there's supposed to be 50 out for 50. No way, 50th really? hip-hop. I don't know. Really? That's what I read, but I'm not positive. I 50, think that came out already. 50th year of hip-hop is going to do 50 shows, but I don't know, over the course of the year. But I, I thought true. that already came out. Am I bugging? I I, but I think I think many places are are attaching themselves to that right, anniversary. Right. Yeah, this is sure. on Showtime. So the first... Yeah, shout out to Showtime, though, yeah. for even giving this... this this uh, a platform 
So the, Showtime was one of the first ones that I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. Showtime was the first ones that picked up the Tribe Called Quest documentary. Right. Which if you haven't saw that, make sure you see it. Beats rhymes in life. Yep. Uh, shout out to <laughs> what should we call it? Uh, Michael Rappaport put it all together. He's crazy. And it's a great watch because there's some shit that goes down and there was some controversy behind the documentary too. So if you watch the Tribe Called Quest documentary, you'll also look into the controversy behind it because there was some backstories and some things that were going on behind the scenes that right. weren't supposed to be in the public and yada, yada, yada. And uh, the other one was... Um, they were the first ones to put up Stretch and Bobbito's documentary, really? too. Which that's is, great. is a fucking great watch. Gotcha. I think that's one of the greatest. I'm not being partial because I'm a hip-hop guy or anything. But it was so well put together. If you guys, you know, not everybody knows who Stretch and Bobbito were. But they had a, a very infamous and prolific. And not only that, but... Groundbreaking, groundbreaking, and it—they it, were just having fun as college kids doing a college radio show, and it turned into something that actually changed the culture of hip hop. Absolutely. So that's how things start. Things start as a shitty idea, like this podcast, and then it creates it. And so then we're many, still big in Egypt, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just like you know that documentary. Oh, going back to the show, I lost my thought about Egypt. I got so excited. <laughs> Number one in Egypt. Shout out my my. No, we're now we're, we're, we've moved down to the thirties in Egypt, Damn, but we're still son. we're still we're still hanging. We're still but hanging the, in top forty. The stretch about Beatles show was they would always have artists come in and freestyle rap and you right. know, and uh, shout out to Stretch Armstrong would would loop beats and do the DJ and live. And the way they got that was they recorded every show on cassette. And a lot of uh, the listening came from, you know, uh, ripping these cassettes. And the way they edited it was they would show the lyrics on the screen. Right. They'd play the cassette tape. And then it would go not only from the lyrics on the screen to you hearing the, you know, along with the song playing. Yeah. It would go into actual video of some artist performing that freestyle live. Wow. Which is like. I mean, they didn't have a camera in there every day, but they right, had right. the mixes every day. So That's amazing. Shout out to Showtime for, for allowing these beautiful hip-hop documentaries to opening the door to, to and continuously. I haven't seen on any other platform right. do that as much as, uh, you know, So they have Showtime three has. of them out now. Yeah. Rolling like thunder. Well, they came, I think they came. Oh, how did they come out? Did I they? think one every week. So I think the first one was the uh, video music box. Which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's it's hard for people outside of New York to understand what that is. But if you watch the documentary, you'll understand. It is yeah. the... I think it was... It's the, like on a public access channel. Right. So and it was exclusive the to New York. Yeah, it was the music videos, hip-hop music videos um, that covered... Not only the videos, but the culture. They covered the tunnel. They would they do interviews. Yep, interviews. Yep. And if you were interviewed by uh, Video Music Box, um, it was, you know, your career was going up. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a great platform. Shout out to this other dude, Mr. Fantastic. I think that was his name. I apologize if I got it wrong. He used to run the... Uh, the uh, Oh, no, Mr. Entertainment, Mr. Fantastic, one of those two. Uh, it's been a long time. He used to run the record pool for Funkmaster Flex, and he would be alongside doing, like, the video music box, but he would f press them to, instead of, like, Ralph McDaniels hosted and did right, all that right. stuff. Right, right, shout out to Ralph McDaniels, yeah. 
he would actually do kind of the same thing, but he would put it on a cassette tape and and sell it in like bootleg mixtape stores. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so he used to always send me every time I'd go to New York to pick up my records before I lived there. I always lived in New York, but when I was living in upstate New York when I was young, when I was like eighteen, I'd travel to New York every other month to pick up records from you know Mr. Fantastic and Rock and Soul. Shout Rock and Soul because. My friend Ruben over there changed my life, and I hope we, we get Ruben in here because he's amazing. That'd he has amazing. so many yeah. amazing stories about rock and soul, which, again, if you're not from New York, was one of the staples besides Beat Street where you would actually go get vinyl. There was a lot in New York, so I used to have to make the trip once a month to go. So they used to have bootlegs, and I would like to get Ruben on here and talk about that. So hopefully we could do that, too, That'd in the amazing. future for sure, man. So, Yeah. That's the video music box. It was exclusive and, and so to New York. And so Nas uh, kind of does the interviewing. Of oh, Nas took full control of that. Full control to, uh, with Ralph McDaniel. I think uh, Nas, that was a passion project for Nas, to be totally honest yeah. with you. So shout out to Nas for some unbelievable footage. Um, so that one's just a video box. Yeah. So they did three. It was video music box. Second one. The was, second was, I think, Rolling Like Thunder. Rolling Like Thunder is more of the graffiti um Aspect of the hip hop scene, correct? Know? Yeah, absolutely. The thing that that surprised me about Rolling Thunder is I've watched a lot. Of, <clears throat> excuse me, I watched a lot of uh, documentaries that involve hip hop, which is graffiti and mm-hmm. everything. Clothing, I've watched clothing ones too. But this was very interesting to me because I know about graph writing and like I collect pieces by Cope sure. and stuff like that. I didn't know Rolling Thunder put me onto another world of of where that graffiti went and went from the subway and rolling thunder is not about the the past it, it dips into the past sure, of where yeah, the yeah. culture of graffiti came from but the rolling like thunder is more based on the new wave of graffiti artists which are painting on actual train carts and right. not like subway things so it was cool to see this aspect because for me hip i mean graffiti was just like that old grimy new york shit and it was on fucking subways but now it's on a fucking so people were saying why do I want people from Brooklyn to the Bronx to see my art when I could have people from New York to California see my art so it goes on these big trains that carry I don't know freight trains yeah, yeah. basically freight trains so you would do your art in New York and this freight train would travel the country and people and, uh, not only that but they're in this documentary shows that people it interviews people that actually in you know love watching it so they'll videotape and take pictures of the trains as they're going by right, so you right. look at it from the artist aspect and a fan aspect at the same time so that's cool absolutely and the last one was probably one of the best ones that jeff really enjoyed mm-hmm. and this was uh ricky powell and ricky powell was rest in peace he actually passed away a couple not years. too long ago. yeah not oh, too long i think ago. it was more recently oh, uh, um he was a photographer and he Took uh, some of the most epic pictures. It's been a year, February first. Yes. Wow. So it's been a year. year, So yeah, it basically was a New York guy that took his camera and got some of the greatest shots from BC Boys, LL Cool J, Run DMC. Well, his first job was working with uh, with uh, Def Jam for sure. Right. Right. He's one of the first uh, working PR people. I don't even want to say PR, but photographers for that that era of. Run of Run DMC and and Beastie Boys really took him out, and he has an extremely extremely interesting life, and kind of 
an odd way that you would think that some artists are like, and he wasn't like a he true was a artist. He was a true artist, or, yeah. you know. And it's unfortunate that sometimes it, being that much of an artist is a lot of weight to carry. And, and mm-hmm. there's some sad, there's some sad parts of this Absolutely. documentary for sure. But yeah, it's such a beautiful. At the end of the day, it's a beautiful light for this beautiful gentleman that that is art. I have pieces of his Ricky Powell's that. You know, I've pl- I have all his books. I have about three pieces that are from Ricky Powell, and 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 it's just he's had such a prolific st- still still yeah, in, in this in this in this uh you know absolutely beautiful uh, heritage we love called hip hop. Absolutely, yeah, man. So definitely check those out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we got some other music news. With the uh, the nominees for yeah, dude. That's uh, pretty cool. Rock too. and Roll Hall of Fame came out, which is great list of people. And the reason why we're talking about it mostly is because Tribe Called Quest is on there, and Tribe Called Quest yep. has such an influence in what I've done over the years. Dude. Right. So, so as of now, the, there's 17 nominees, and do you, I wonder how many get picked? How many out of that 17? That's go? a great question. It's not. Uh, it's not. The, it's it's a lot, but it's not 17. It's probably no, no. Like maybe 10. I don't even think that many. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, the I don't remember. I think uh, the five artists with the most will comprise a fan ballot that will be tallied with the other ballots when the top when the two thousand twenty two inductees are selected. You want to hear the top five? Who's the top five right now? Right or now, your a, top five. No, the Let, top no, five. Let's let's go about our top five. And then we'll see what the people's top five was. Of your that list, who would be your top five? Well, let's go over the nominees real quick. All right, Hold go on. The nominees. There's, there's Beck. We got Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, Devo, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Fella Cootie, MC5, The New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine. One's blocked out. I don't know who that is. Lionel Richie, Carly Simon. Tribe Called Quest and Dionne Warwick. But there's one more. I can't see what it was. Dolly Parton. Oh, All right. What's your top five? It's tough. Tribe, one. Rage, Eminem, Lionel. Mm. Stuck, bro. Stuck, stuck, tough, man. right? Tough, Imagine tough. being a ballot guy. I mean, I guess you got to go with Dolly had some hits. Dude. I don't know. I, I mean, that's my Duran Duran, I guess. Five. Tough. Tough. I think I would go with Dolly, Lionel, Tribe. Not in no particular order. I'm no, just no, saying. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, would I say Dolly definitely going in? Lionel Richie definitely should go in. Tribe Called Quest, Eminem, and I got one more. Oh, it's Fellow Cootie for sure. Damn, this one's tough, man. Because you got the rhythmics. I want to say Rage Against the Machine, but Rage is on there every year. Are they? Yeah, they never. They haven't gotten through yet. So Tribe Called Quest is their first nominee. Right, Tri- right. Rage has been on there. I, I, the reason I know is because I listen to Howard Stern a lot, and and there's one staff member that always tries to get uh, Gary, which is the, the the producer of the show, and Howard to to you know vote for Rage Against the Machine. Right, right. Yeah. And not only that, but which call it's on there a lot. Tom Marillo. Yeah, the the guitarist, the guitar player for Rage Against the Machine. You want to hear the top five? I like Pat Benatar too. Yeah, number five, Eurythmics. Number oh, four, that's a, that's a surprise. Number four, Dolly Parton. Yeah, for sure. Number three, Pat Benatar. 
And this is in the particular the voting as far as the voting goes. Correct. So it's your rhythmics, Dolly Parton. This is coming down from five. Yeah. Three Pat Benatar. Wow. Two Duran Duran. And yep. the number one vote getter so far, Eminem. Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see your rhythmics on there. Yeah. That's crazy. Is there a particular reason why? I, I think fellow cooties should definitely be on there. Uh, right now, they're, they're... And the New York Dolls. I mean, I don't mean to circle out the New York Dolls, but they were... See, the problem with the New York Dolls was that it was such a niche It was a New York thing. Yeah. It was like that Andy Warhol time. They're in 14th like, place. Yeah. 14th. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Where's Tribat? 11th. Not bad. Not bad. Carly Simon? 8th. Hmm. What about Lionel? Six. He's on the cusp. Ugh. So they would take the top five. This is they take the top five from and this, add, and then it's and then a, add it to, to to the people. People. Yeah, to, they to must the have, voters. They have like they have. They oh, must have a, like a, uh, a board. A board. Yeah, they must have it. a board. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Wow, I like I like that, man. I like. It's a thousand artists, historian, and members of the music community that put up the board. So a thousand. Yo, people. where's my ballot? Yo, I'm up in here. <laughs> I've been doing this for over twenty years. Yeah. Which one do you want to hit? This one. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, keep your hands You know what time it is, Jeff. What time is it? It's Yelp time. It's that time. Our favorite segment, right? It is a favorite of mine, a favorite of the viewers. I By the way, you can follow us. at. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. Every Tuesday, I put up a questionnaire for us. You can ask us anything. Anything. You can follow Jason at. I am, no, Jason Smith Music. Yeah, and you can follow. <laughs> you can follow Jeff at Jeff London underscore. Correct. You know, I know that better and I know mine. So thank you guys for your support every week. Yes, sir. And let's get and we it. get some new merch on that. Yeah, grab that merch too. Yo, support big, big, us, yo. Yeah, bignight.com. Buy that merch. Bignight.com. You go on there and you find out merch. I need to feed a dog. <laughs> I need to feed myself. <laughs> Jeff right. does, but the good part about that is Jeff doesn't eat as much as he used to. True. Very proud of you. Sir. Thank you. Rachel T. Rachel T. I like this place. But tonight I went to the bathroom and security wouldn't let me join my friends again when I came back. Instead of enjoying my night, I'm in the bathroom crying alone. I never want to come back here again. <laughs> she is writing a it's Yelp review. It's my party and I can cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if I want to. She's writing the Yelp review from the bathroom. How do you know? You think she washed her hands first? No. <laughs> Thumbs down. Womp, womp, womp. I got one more for us. All right. What's, ooh, what's this guy's name's Koo? Look at the pictures, Koo. You, got some, you guys can't see the pictures of the people, but this guy looks cool. He got some cool sunglasses on. And what's his name? Asa T. How you know it's not Asa T? Because it's E. Oh. Well, let's see. You learn something every day, kids. All right. The worst bottle service I've ever had ever. Once wait, again, wait, that's not what it is. Read it again. The worst bottle service I've, I've ever had ever. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So he's obviously intoxicated or the worst speller. 
they kicked out the bachelor because he was in our booth resting his eyes. Oh, this guy's drunk writing this for the sure. The boy David hooked it up with the table, but the dumbass had security with the red shirt. Fuck you. <laughs> Wait, wait. Can we digest this for a second? Yes, please. He was I, in the, I think it needs to be digested. He was in our booth resting his eyes. So you mean your First friend? First of all, he's uh, like my dad. That when he tells me he just needs to rest his eyes for a minute, he's passed out. He's passed out. <laughs> so Don't the, worry, son. I'm not sleeping. I'm just going to rest my eyes. Yeah. yeah. So all right, pops. So s mad because The Bachelor was passed out and they kicked him out. I mean, dude, that's a... if. Other than fighting, there's only a one pretty much other. There's not too many other reasons to get kicked out of the club, but that's definitely one of them. Oh, yeah, sleeping? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I hope your bachelor party got better, buddy. All right, there's not a lot more to say. Brand new segment. We've got an interview today. No, it's a world exclusive. World exclusive. exclusive. World exclusive. This guy is like super like, at one point he was just super viral, but on like the low key like DJ realm world of things. We have to put a disclaimer out. The comments, thoughts, (laughs) actions of this man are not the same as me and Jason's. Maybe some will be the same. But, but we'll keep all the names. Wait, uh, what do you say in your stories? <laughs> Everything's hi- confidential. I don't know. We, we might not hide names. He, the shit talking DJ might not hide names. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. So this is going to be first. Well, this gentleman uh, had to do some work for a long time to find out who the identity of this person was. So right now. First time ever. We got to introduce. The grumpiest man in the world. Grumpy fucking guy must hate everything. The shit talking DJ. One time. Welcome, welcome. Peace, peace world, peace world. What's going on? <laughs> man, it's good to have you Jeff on here. London. How are you? <clears throat> thank you very much. So crazy uh, I thank to Jeff uh, London. I want to thank uh, Jason Smith for having me on. I appreciate y'all. I love well, I love your background. Where are you right that. now? I don't know about all that. I don't know if I want to be associated uh, with you just yet, sir. Where's your location? Uh, uh, I'm at a a location, uh, a warehouse that I uh, rent from an Albanian couple. (laughs) Nice. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. say. Well, it looks like it's sunny, that's for sure. (laughs) So we know that you're a DJ. No, we don't know he was a DJ, though, do we? I don't know. Are you a DJ? Or you just talk talk shit about DJs? Yeah. Which one is it, bro? I may have uh, dabbled in the uh, the DJ world for some years. Okay. So yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Now, would we actually know any of these uh, celebrities you might have worked with, or you know, been around? Because I've seen through your text and your, I mean your tweets throughout the year that you have a lot to say Listen, about uh, celebrity DJs. Listen, my man, I am no celebrity DJ. I'm a hard, I'm a hard working week to week DJ. That's what I represent. That's who I am. I'm in the gutters. I'm the working man. Okay. There's okay. no celebrities here. I don't hang out. I don't make power moves. 
It's just about, you know, the, the, the low-level guys. You know, everyone wants to be a celebrity. I don't, I don't understand that. Where, where, where's the normal guys? The guys who just DJ. Why does everyone got to be so cool all the time? I, don't I like be cool. that. I'm just my fucking self. So how, how did you start talking shit about DJs? Was there a DJ well, that yeah, made well, you? Well, yeah. What, what, what triggered you to start all, these, all this trash talking on, on the Twitter handles? Listen, I, I don't know what happened in the world when, when criticism got mixed into being a hater or a shit talker. I just say the things that we all think, and you guys are just too pussy to really say them. So I, wow. I, I, I say oh, them. Oh, damn. Wow, you are fucking grumpy. Wait, so you, you, you know damn well everything that I say and everything that I you agree with it. Most people do, you know what I mean. But I, you know, I just have to, you know, I, I make the, the the tough decisions to. Uh, you say what basically you're trying to say is you say what all us DJs really want to say, but just can't. Of course, I'm the voice of the people. You you don't understand. Like I'm your friend. I'm the voice of the people. All right, all right, all right. All right. Now you started a long time ago with, with this. What are your thoughts about the DJs who fight on Facebook, about the young guys not spinning on turntables, all that kind of stuff? Who gives a shit what you spin on? <laughs> you play music for the people. Come on. What, 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 why do we got to take this all so serious for? Like, come on. I, you know, I, 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 you know I, I play James Brown. I didn't, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not class double field. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the funky drummer. I play records. Okay, you're not a musician with DJs. We play we play records, okay? Stop taking yourself so serious, all right? <laughs> I, I don't care if it's an iPod. I could kill a party on an iPod. Jason, I'm sure you could. Um, I got a pretty good playlist I could throw in there once in a while. See, that's a common misconception to me. Everyone thinks that I'm going to say, oh, if you, if you didn't play on vinyl. Like, you can't help that you're 19. I can't, you can't help Facts. that. You can't help the, the, the this is, you know what I mean? This I didn't have no tutorials. Yeah, I didn't have any tutorials to teach me how to DJ. I just had to figure out my own. Listen to Premiere Scratch. Do you do chime into those Facebook not. Facebook messages, or you you stay out of it? Uh, you know, I, I haven't been on Facebook in a while. That's like kind of like you know, isn't that with like people over the age of fifty? <laughs> hang on, there. Well, Facebook. we don't know how old you are. So, yeah. You know, uh, it's a, discre- uh, it's a discre- discretion to let us know. You know, <laughs> well, you know. Well, I think you're uh, old you, enough to, you, uh, you, to play you vinyl, right? My age? Yes, yeah. I am. I am. I will tell you, I am in my forties. Okay. All right. No wonder you're I'll, a fucking grumpy DJ. I'll let you boy. Yeah, so yes, do I do I think that spinning on vinyl and, and all those all those things that we went through for all our thirty five plus people? Do I think that it made us better DJs? Yes, I do because I think that I, we went through experiences and we could do things on a very limited. Uh, uh, you know, database. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have three crates, and that's what you have for the night. And you had to do, you know what I mean? You had to make magic out of those three little crates, yeah. Sometimes I think back, and I'm like, how the hell did I even DJ for four hours? Like, I don't even know how I did it. You know, but but it makes you a better DJ later on in life, because now you have... A plethora. If if all you knew was a plethora of of all this stuff, you you wouldn't take advantage of it the way that we did. I like that. Because we... Because we looked at it like, holy shit, you mean I could play? You know, why do you think all, you know, you start playing rock in, in, in rap rooms and house and and rock rooms, you know what I mean? Because you play, you have to play everything because that's what's expected now. Now, yeah, now you have a, an unlimited amount of music. You have an infinite amount of music at your Terabytes. fingertips. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So, isn't it, I think isn't it, it makes it harder for DJs. DJs. 
Which isn't it a shame that you have a you you can play any song in the world and these motherfuckers play the same shit over and over again in every fucking club that I go to? Wow. Does that make? Is that the DJ's fault? Is it the DJ's fault or is it the crowd's fault because they don't allow them to to play anything else but oh, that top ten? I I fuck it. I love the cop out. Oh, it's the crowd. I'm just playing <laughs> to the crowd. It's the people. Motherfucker, be a teacher. Take a chance, man. Come wow, on. be Break a teacher. Message. I've always felt that way. I've failed many of times trying to do something experimental and sometimes it don't work and sometimes it works and when it does it's fucking magical that's the yes, real you, story you try it you know you can't you know you can't hit a home run every time so then you gotta strike out you know what I mean there but, is no success you, without failure bro you gotta swing Facts. And play, you know now I, I, I don't know and don't get me wrong, I'm sure our DJs, if they want to get experimental, they'll get fired from one of these fucking places in like two seconds. Like, I trust me, I understand that there's a lot of pressure from, you know. Outside influences, from, correct. I don't uh, have that Other pressure. things that are going on, you know what I mean? So but, what are know. some of the other pet peeves that you have about DJs yeah, yeah, besides, yeah. besides just playing? Oh, for Christ's sake. Let's get this you off your know, chest. You, would, you like, would you like to know my biggest pet peeve? Please. My, my biggest pet peeve is, remember back in the day? When the DJ was in a little, little room in a corner up high, nobody yeah. could see the DJ. Nobody even knew it. They thought it was a coat check. You could just you could look over the crowd and you could start doing your thing. When when did it happen that we're like fucking monkeys on a stage, dancing around, jumping on fucking tables, making heart <laughs> sign? Like, like and everyone's just staring at you like, dude, what are you going to do now? I don't do anything. I'm a DJ. I play music. Okay? I am not like, now I got to be a... Uh, you know, I have to be a fashion designer, and I have to be a fucking dancer, and I gotta like, you know, too. I, I gotta tell the, I, I have to tell the crowd, I have to give them a countdown on every single like EDM drop. I have to be like, oh hey hey guys, you ready? One two three, let's go! Do they need that? Do you think that they don't know that like something like is about to go? <laughs> Like it's coming, you know it's coming. The guy's like, "Hey, oh, hey, I man, the chills, man. You guys, give me your energy, man. Let's go." Oh, it's fucking exhausting. <laughs> Just talking it's about it, it's exhausting. exhausting. <laughs> you know what it is, and know it's know it's crazy. And this is I, I always I always say this, but like you know, you go to Vegas, you go to these places, and they want they go like this. Hey, energy has to be here the whole time. Energy here, dude. By the time fucking one o'clock comes, the crowd is exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, Vegas, they recycle that crowd though throughout the night, though, right? I know that. I know this, but but when it's like this the whole time, it's just it's exhausting. It's well, it's, it's exhausting. You have to, to let it breathe sometimes. And know what? Know why I get so many gigs? Because I DJ so shitty. People spend so much money at the bar instead of dancing. <laughs> That that actually the people want to bring me back to the club. They're like, this guy sucked well, so bad. Everybody stayed at the bar all night spending money. Even promoters would tell me back in the day, like, like yo, bring it down. Like nobody's at the bar. Everyone's fucking, you know. Oh yeah, that's a, no, that's a real lesson that I learned at a really young age, and that's very true. Take it down a notch. Get these motherfuckers spending money, or play something that's different, so you recycle the dance floor, and the people that are dancing now spend some money, and the people at the bar come to the dance floor. That's the whole trick of DJing. Hey, I, that's cool. I got a crazy, I got a crazy revolutionary notion. I know this might really shock a lot of people, yeah, especially people in the club industry. Uh, how about make a little less money and make it and keep it a little cooler? 
You ever think of that? Maybe make a little bit less money, just a tiny bit, and then the place is actually cool and, and it stays like popping a little longer? No? I don't know. Wow. How do you keep the lights on when you do that? Oh, fuck you. Keep the light. Oh, poor. Oh, oh, oh. keep the oh, light. Hey, bro, I, I got eight I security guys I got to pay over here. <laughs> you I, think I don't, that I don't, I don't mean. Listen, I, I don't mean I don't mean the paying of the employees like the DJ. I mean the establishment, the corporation. I get it. I get less, it. You know, bottom line is very important. I understand that, but I mean, this is this is you know this is just me. I fucking you know I just hate shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, I can tell you one of the most fun places I've been in a while since the bottle service kind of changed the industry was this place in Brooklyn called, uh, fuck was it called? It used to be the owners of Cielo went from Cielo to Brooklyn and it was called Mirage. I can't, no, it can't be Mirage. Some, Mirage is new. It was something else. Forgive me for not remembering, but there was no VIP. There was no bottle service and that place was fucking amazing. Is it's, it closed now? Yeah, it's closed Why? now. Why? Because they didn't have bottle service. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! It just ran its course. It just like it, they were open for a very long time. You know, I, I mean, those places are cool too. But like those people there are fucking just as terrible as everybody. Oh, else. it was in Williamsburg, so yeah, all those fucking hipster kids that come up to me trying to buy my uh, twelve inches of Cameron for fucking twenty six dollars a pop. Yeah, those kids are fucking super cool. Do they have a scratch in the yeah, side. Oh God. It's it's so funny that they're that the young people's culture is so shitty that they dick ride nineties culture so fucking hard and it's it's like and then they look at me like oh 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 where are you dressing like me it's like no motherfucker I haven't I dress the same as I did in high school like you're dressing like me wow. like they have no identities they just like take little things from it's it's so random too because they're like yeah you ever notice like a kid who's like twenty two. And they're wild out to the most randomest early 2000s song that wasn't even popping. Like when it, you know what I mean? When it, when it was on, you're kind of like, oh, word, this is. Oh, I've had that recently happen. Yeah, yeah. What they take, you know what I mean? What they take from it. But they're, they're all over the place, man. They don't know what fucking street they're on, man. They, you know what it is? I, I don't know. I feel like this new generation is just so uh, trying to f- figure themselves out, but like they're just mad lazy. <laughs> True. Mm, yeah, like I when have it to really agree. just comes, when it just when it just comes down to it, they just have all these great ideas, and they're just like, no, but they, I mean, they do nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now we talked a lot about negative stuff. Do you have any top tier DJs that you do like? Uh DJs that I like. Well, you used to talk um, a lot of shit about Vegas guys too. Like, what was it? You know, who? So, like, yeah, who is it? Who's the opposite of everything that that you used to talk shit about on your Twitter? Uh shit about on my Twitter. I'm trying to think about all the people that I used to talk shit about on my Twitter. Well, there's there's a, pl- a, a plenty of people that were that existed on there. <laughs> that still exists. That still exists. I think it's a lot of West Coast still guys, exists. too. Yeah. yeah. Some some guys that we can't really talk about. I mean, you know, I, yeah, of course. I, there's DJs that I like. I, like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a total piece of shit. Like, I, you know, I, I, I respect people that respect the culture that come from, from my club. And there are young guys that do their research, young guys and girls, because I, I will say this, what, certain clubs that I go to, the girls are killing it kind of like more because they're kind of in more in tuned with what the girls want because I feel like a lot of the dude DJs like just play for dudes. Mm, we're just talking about that yes. behind the scenes. Like they play for 
they play for dudes so fucking heavy. And like the girls will come in and go, uh, no. So like literally I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's it, the places that I've gone to and I was like, oh, this DJ's kind of killing it. It's, it's usually mostly a female. Wow. Mm. Shouts, to, shouts to the females. Keep doing your thing. You've been discriminated against for fucking years. And now you're finally getting your shot and your chance to shine. And I, they do. I think they have a great, great sense of formality as far as knowing what music goes. Like DJ June. Yeah. Shout out to DJ June. She was all, dude, she used to sell me records at Beat Street, bro. That's how far back in this culture she goes. In the, yeah, but she's she, always but, but been back then she, But back then she was, you know what I mean? It was far in between. Where you, you know what I mean? It was much, you, know, you see that shit all the time now. And you, I, you know, obviously every once in a while, just like, you, you know, you understand that they're getting picked for their looks because they're terrible. Well, and a lot they, of, they, some of those DJ, female DJs aren't actually DJing at all. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and you know, all my, all my female DJ homegirls, they know that that's just trash. But one time for the female DJs that's real, keeping it real and doing their thing. Like one that. time, blah, 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 blah. Wait, can I just say one thing? Can yes. I say one, one, one criticism I have? Uh-oh. Debbie Downer time. Here he I comes. know. But they got to the <laughs> they gotta learn. They got to learn to play for four hours. They're good for two hours. Two hours of killing it. And I got, you know, this kind of starts to fall off a little bit. That's how their playlist boyfriend made for him. It was a two-hour playlist. Uh, oh, yeah, that was uh, a joke. I was kidding. I was kidding. Piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no respect, though. I love seeing a girl that can really play. Like, uh, Paul, um, sorry, Paula, DJ Paula. She would always put up these videos of her scratching and shit. She would literally sit there and 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 put in the work. And I love seeing it. I think the women are a little bit better than the guys sometimes because they want to prove that they're is just as good. In the house world, it's a totally different beast. Like, Women DJs are, are as equal to men, but in the open format, there's not too many that, that are there. Right. Oh, man, this has been unbelievable with the, uh, the shit-talking grumpy DJ. Are you going to be around a lot, grumpy DJ? We'd like, we'd like to have you on the, on the, on the show. On the... You know, I, you know, you know I, I don't really, I'm, I'm, I'm not really employed. I don't really do anything. I kind of like, you know, I'd be coasting around doing my thing. So I, I do have time. I, I would not mind coming back. Uh, that would be that would be cool with me. I'd be into that. Oh, we'd All love that. Maybe we we'd could turn that. you instead of to being a grumpy DJ, a happy guy. One time, I don't think so. One time, my guy. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Do you have one final statement? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, fuck. See, see, I don't know why you just kind of like blanked my mind a little bit. That's all right. Final statement. To, to the to the to the world um you know be criticism is not hatred that's my final statement I like criticism that. is not hatred I like that you know if your if your friend's shit sucks and you don't tell them it sucks you're doing them a disservice yes wow facts. yes I love that well thank you so much for coming on and facts. can't wait to have you on again I think we need we to need him back. Yeah, back yeah. out because uh, that was a lot to take in. Not only that, I think it was just pretty goddamn entertaining to hear yes, from the uh, shit DJ, grumpy DJ. He's got a lot to say, and I want to know. But once again, thank you for always yeah, watching, thank you following, guys so listening, much for supporting us, supporting you know I mean? for sure. Until next time, peace. peace. Okay, I'm
Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Here come the pain. 